If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. In the next 60 minutes here on Newsnight, anti-graft campaigners demand immediate dismissal of top officials of Northern Development Authority who are being prosecuted by the special prosecutor. Plus, despite being prosecuted, both the Northern Development Authority deputy CEOs are still at post in what anti-corruption campaigners warn could hamper the special prosecutor's investigative efforts. Even when people have been interdicted, they have been asked to go. It should be stepping aside for until the case is proven. And so now we have the case in court. And even for the two deputies, they have been terminated. What about the CEO himself? We hear from the board of the Northern Development Authority, plus why administrator at Vice President's office has been caught up in special prosecutor corruption case with an Accra High Court granting him bail. Dire warning of possible collapse of public basic schools with 2 million pupils still without furniture and even more without text and exercise books. I am truly worried that the basic public education system is collapsing. We are not committed. Government has not demonstrated any level of commitment. But government says the situation on the ground is not as gloomy. Uh, you look at all these within 2021 alone, it tells you that government has never neglected the basic education in terms of equipment for it to be able to function. Also tonight, we are in Boko, member of parliament for that conflict-ravaged Upper East Regional Town demands closure of radio stations there, raising red flags about incitement to violence. If you even feel you can't shut down one station, shut all the stations down so that we can have peace. Before radio stations came, we're living in peace in Boko. So shut all of them. But on World Radio Day, should this be carried through? Stay with us for details in business. An economist describes more than 80% participation by bondholders in the domestic debt exchange program as surprising. 
And in sports, former Black Stars player Lykinson warns new Black Stars coach to maintain at least 70% of the existing Black Stars squad. You want to stay with us for that and more here on Newsnight? Send me a WhatsApp 055 My name is Evans Mentor. Anti-corruption campaigners are tonight demanding that the chief executive officer of the Northern Development Authority, Sumaila Abdurrahman, and his two deputies step aside from their role pending the conclusion of a criminal case filed against them by the special prosecutor. The two deputies, Stephen Engman and Patrick Sedu, have both been dismissed uh, by the president, but with an effective date of 21st March, whilst the CEO has not been dismissed. The Gun Integrity Initiative is worried some staff who are being used as state witnesses by the special prosecutor cannot meaningfully contribute. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. With all these passings still at post, Mariada is with the GII. What is mind-boggling is the fact that their termination was pegged at a future date. Why ever inform that decision? Perhaps we need to ask the appointing authority. Again, we need to also then begin to ask ourselves, when there is an issue pending, an investigation has been conducted, and out of this investigation, we have some very conclusive findings from the SP who is proceeding to court and has actually charged these people. We know for a fact that the SP would need people to stand in as the witnesses for the state. And these same people who are working with these people continue to remain in the same office. What are we saying? Are we saying that these people can do so independently and would be intimidated. We know of instances where people have decided to refuse to be witnesses of the state because of issues like this in the past. And so the issue of fear is number one. Their life being threatened is number two. And their convention is even wrong. Even when people have been interdicted, they have been asked to go. We have examples by this president to show when the 
PPA chief executive was cited for corrupt behavior, and his issue in this case was forwarded to Shrine for investigation. The president asked him to go home. And so why is this different? We have had others similar. Well, this matter uh, was one that the special prosecutor took up and, and charged four people uh, with the uh, respective breaches of the Public Procurement Act uh, in the operations at the Northern Development Authority. Um, according to the, uh, the special prosecutor, the chief executive officer of the NDA, uh, the deputy chief executive, uh, and another, uh, Patrick Seydu, and a chief executive of A and Q's Construction Limited were all uh, alleged to have uh, conspired to breach the, uh, the Procurement Act. They have pleaded not guilty to the charges, and the court has granted them bail in the sum of 500,000 CDs each, with three shorties to, uh, to each of them. Now, the investigations by the Special Prosecutor's Office, dated 24, uh, 2023, found that Abdurrahman, Engman, Seydu, and Kundari influenced the procurement process to obtain an unfair advantage to A&Qs A&Qs in the procurement for consultants by the NDA under the Infrastructure for Poverty uh, program by increasing the approved procurement total contract sum of uh, 5.7 million CDs by an amount of uh, 4.6 million to a total of now 10.4 million without lawful authority and that's the subject of an investigation uh, by the OSP and as you know now the individuals in question uh, are, are currently uh, being prosecuted. I want to bring in right now the uh, board chairman of the Northern Development Authority Dr. Suleiman Abdullah joins us on the telephone line right now. Hello Dr. Suleiman thanks for your time here on News 9. Thank you for having me. I, I'm curious I mean this broke a while back we know the chief executive has been has been uh, has been uh, the the deputies have now you know all been removed by the president in question the two deputies uh, Engman and Patrick have both been dismissed uh, with an effective date of the 21st of March while the CEO still remains opposed I wonder how is all this affecting the core work of the of the NDA Actually, I'm very happy that you've, you've asked me how it's affecting our core work. Um, before I, I answer that question, what I'll say is that the case, as you've broadly outlined, is before the special prosecutor and the court, which means that I cannot say anything about that issue whatsoever. In terms of whether or not the bad uh, press or the undue focus on the NDA with national headlines, whether or not it's affecting us, yes, that, that it is. And I think the sad thing is if anybody who goes to the five northern regions and sees the kind of problems that we have, if anybody goes up north, travels to any rural community, and sees how difficult life is to live in an area where people depend on rainfall and the, 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 the climate change and all these things are affecting people's livelihoods. And that we actually spend so much time talking about an issue when it is in court and it's going to be set. It's really very sad. And the NDA has been in the news very sadly for such a long time 
and 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 it's, it's, it's unfortunate however having said that over the, there, there are three broad issues i want to mention the first is that the nda has been involved in implementing and overseeing the the government's flagship program one village one dance <coughs> Uh, the IFI programs, which includes the infrastructure projects for poverty alleviation, the schools, hospitals, clinics, roads, uh, boreholes have been constructed during the last six years. And some of these projects are now being overseen and looked after by the NTA. And it, it seems to me like the fundamental and, and I would say structural differences to, 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 to our, the, the state of poverty that people face in the north is being un, uh, underestimated. I think that flagship program, no matter what anybody says about it, is going to make a huge difference to the lives of these communities. And we are making sure that we continue to oversee the implementation and finalization of some of these projects. One district, one dam you mentioned. How many dams have you built so far? And completed the Over 500 dams were built. And you know the funny thing is, well, and when I say built, I mean currently operating and actually providing irrigation for the communities. At the very minimum, seventy percent of those dams are operational. But you know, let, let's just look at something. If you look at Burkina Faso, we import tomatoes from Burkina Faso. We import onions from tomatoes, uh, for, uh, onions from Burkina, green 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 pepper, and all those things from Burkina Faso. The north is relatively more humid than Burkina Faso. And yet, what we are doing is is uh, focusing on things that, if, if, if I were a field worker from the NDA working on these programs, which they are, we do have people on the, in the field. We have staff in all the five regions. How would I feel being in the news for the, for the wrong reason? The, the second point I want to make is that over the last year, we developed a medium-term strategy document which it was actually it was nested uh, in the office of the vice president. He he oversaw its development stage. We 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 worked with the UN system, development partners, including the British, the US, Japan, Dutch, all those embassies. We worked with them for a year, and we come up with a robust strategic document, which has had the buy-in of all all of them. But also more importantly. The information used to develop that strategic plan came from our regional coordinating councils, MNGs, local communities, civil society groups, international NGOs, and so on. So it's a very robust plan, which we're, we're just on the verge of moving on with its implementation when this new, this negative uh, news came up. But, but as do, I said, Suleiman, no are you saying that the policy document the strategy you were just on yes. the verge of implementation yes but but the northern development authority has been uh, an entity charged with executing the development projects you mentioned for at least the last six years correct yeah. no no the Northern development authority was established yes to, to implement it by that time you remember there was the ministry for social development initiatives yes so the ministry and the uh, northern development authority worked together especially in the, at the time of carrying out the, the feasibility studies, identifying people to do the work, and so on and so forth. So I'm, yeah, that, that, I'm just that curious why it, why it's taken this long for you now to be on the verge of implementing strategy. Oh, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is that 
Every, everything has its phase. The, the, the Ministry for Development, uh, Development Initiative carried out uh, with, the, with the support of NGA technical staff. Many of those projects they were established and some are still in, in uh, being uh, implemented. So it wasn't like we are just doing a plan that is independent of what the flagship programs are. Rather, it's to ensure that because we are working in five regions, we are able to articulate the, the, the broad strategic objectives, bearing in mind the priorities identified by the various municipal uh, assemblies, the regional planning of committee organizations, funding uh, programs of various donors, the USAID, JICA, they all have programs in, in the north. So what we are, try, we are doing in our facilitating role and coordinating role is to make sure that there is some co uh, collaboration and that we, we have mapped out what everybody is doing and where. And so with, with that, we will avoid duplication and we will avoid the resource wastage but we also uh, will be very focused on what we really want to achieve in that period. Yeah, I mean, Dr. Suleiman, you started by talking about how pervasive poverty is in the, yes. in the northern regions generally. Anybody yes. who's traveled there will see that yes. what you're saying is actually true. It, yes. it, it must break your heart then that the, the development uh, uh, initiatives championed by the Northern Development Authority and, and other state agencies in the past have always been deviled by proving or alleged corruption, a wastage of resources. This is not the first time this is coming up. Why is that the case? I think that the what you what you are asking me is uh, you provided an answer more or less to a question you want to. You have asked a question that has within it a, a built-in perception. I think that, and this is what I was saying earlier. When you are dealing with a, a very vulnerable conditions of vulnerability, and people are doing everything they can to address those vulnerabilities. When you are dealing with situations when community, their ability, their resilience to climate change, to the economic crisis we are facing globally, when you are dealing with things like that, and you are trying to really focus your mind on it, and people are rather focusing on things that are in, for example, that are in, you said everything you said earlier about the, the cases, and that's with a special prosecutor and quite rightly being dealt with in the court system. But Really, we want you, for example, to have been asking me, so what kind of projects are you doing in, in, in the Chalipuni area? That you mentioned, you've talked about, you listed the projects you're doing, but, but you must certainly be curious why that tag, not only alleged, but in the past, mm. not only your administration, I mean, past administrations have seen the same problem, proving mm. or, or alleged corruption that then hampers the ability of the agency yes. to do its work. Why, why is that the case? Actually, what it is is that, um, and, I, and I must say, the, the government has uh, appointed a board, the current board that I chair, has on it high-level professionals, people who have worked in development for over 30 years in the law, there are some of the traditional rulers who are very familiar with the problems we face in our community. There are professionals from the uh, Ministry of Finance and the National Government Commission who are on, our, on the board. And what we are doing is falling back on the professionalism 
the experience, expertise of this group to help us con uh, implement our, our strategic plan. And whatever it is that is negative, we want to focus our minds on the positive, the things that will put food on the table for our community. Mm. I mean, a lot of people in the, in the South take so much for granted. And, and for me, I, I, know, I, grew, I was born and raised in the North, and I always lived in Tamil. I know, seeing what is happening, that really, if we were to look at the more positive, give the positive spin to the dam, even if the dam was constructed that is substandard, it is a dam. And the water can be collected. People can do vegetables. They have water for animals and so on. And that you, you will be helping us if we're focusing on things like that. So the dams, uh, how do you think, what could be done? Well, what help would you need to make those dams work? Yeah, and, and quickly on, those, on the dams you mentioned, um, can you clarify for me if these dams have now been equipped with pumps for irrigation and are close to farms for easy irrigation purposes? Oh, yes. Some of the dams are, are, are ready for, for that. Let me give you an example of the impact of dams that people may underestimate. When I used to work with uh, Action Aid in the 90s, we built a dam. And uh, seven years later, I went to the, to the community. They told me that that dam was very small. No, no complicated irrigation pipeline. They said they used to have day blindness. It's a disease that comes when people do not eat enough vegetables. And they said over the last seven years, that disease had completely vanished because they, have, they could not grow vegetables to eat throughout the year. And so there was no more day blindness. That's an example of the, the fact that people can even get, even if it's a borehole, to cultivate vegetables. That's the difference it can make. You see, and I'm just saying that as development partners, and you as uh, the media, you are our, our development partners as well. You should help us to tell the, the, the more positive stories than, than focusing on things that are outside of our hands. They are outside. I, as a, as a board chairman, I, don't, um, I can't go into anything to do with the court system. Mm. And indeed, that matter is before the courts. And you're right, um, as the two, uh, the three individuals in question uh, are now subject of a formal uh, legal process. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that uh, for as, as long as it travels. Dr. Suleiman Abdullahi, uh, board chairman of the Northern Development Authority, thank you very much for that. If you are in, in the north and you have a, 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 something to say about this, uh, I want you to send me a WhatsApp, 055 uh, Let's stay with the courts uh, a while longer because the senior custom officer... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. And an administrator. Uh, the office of the vice president have pleaded not guilty to the charge of failing to comply with a lawful demand for an authorized for for an authorized officer uh, a, a staff of the national insurance commission isa sedu who had attempted to clear goods while claiming to be acting on the authority of the vice president's office also pleaded not guilty to the charge court correspondent joseph akable reports the four accused persons are Issa Seydou, who works with the National Insurance Commission, James Kek Osei, an administrator at the office of the vice president, and John Aban and Peter Achibod Hyde, who are custom officers. They have been slapped their charge of failing to comply with a lawful demand of an authorized officer. 
the special prosecutor received a complaint by a businessman who had imported rice into the country. The concern is that another person, that is the first accused person, Issa Seydou, had tried to also clear the same goods. The special prosecutor, while investigating the matter, gave these individuals a form to fill indicating their income and properties they own. They failed to do so, resulting in charges being filed against them. The businessman claims that GRE investigated the matter and asked that the goods be released to him. While trying to get the goods cleared, he was told the first accused person had also come to claim ownership of the same goods. He later found out through documents he came across that the office of the vice president of Ghana had asked that the GRE releases the goods to the first accused because they were to be used for Ramadan celebrations. The administrator at the office of the vice president was granted self-recognizance bail, while the two other accused persons who were present were granted bail in the sum of 10,000 cities with one surety. Joseph Akablay filed that report. It's still live here on News Night. It's on Joy 99.7 FM. Shut down all radio stations and restrict them. That is the demand tonight from the uh, member of parliament for Boko Central, Mahama Yarga, who's pushing for peace uh, in, the, in that conflict-ravaged part of the Upper East region. He is warning uh, that radio stations are currently being used to incite the violence. And he's making uh, this call, ironically, on the day where the globe is joining us in the media to celebrate World Radio Day. But he has a concern. Listen to him. There are other FM stations that are not doing the same thing. That are not behaving the same way. But I even say, look, one of them even is for my elder brother. When I, I say, look, if you even feel you can't shut down one station, shut all the stations down so that we can have peace. Before radio stations came, we're living in peace in Boko. So shut all of them or just restrict them to taking in broadcast from uh, what do they call it? Uh, Accra, you know, news feed from like Joy and City and all those, uh, GBC and all those things. And secondly, let them, you can even allow them to operate, but prevent them from allowing phone-ins. Okay. That's interesting. You see, because the host might not necessarily Inside. say things that are inciting because he is known and can easily be identified by law enforcement agencies. So he will not. So just direct them that you will not allow them to do phone-ins. Because somebody sitting somewhere who knows that he cannot be easily located can just call into the station and then he will say unprintable things about okay. other people. I get you. You know? But you would have afforded him that platform. And, 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 and and of course, law enforcement may not have the resources to go around searching for all those number of people every evening. If 20, 30, 40 people phone in, do you think they have the resources to go around every day looking for 20, 30 people? So it's as simple as I say, okay, yeah, you can operate a radio station, take news from Accra, play music, run programs only with people who are in the studio. And then you now monitor. If anybody goes into the studio, and is airing and printable things, then you go after that person because that person can easily be identified. There are ways of managing of this, managing they, the, the, the situation. I want to bring in uh, right now the head of the Media Foundation for West Africa, uh, Mr. Suleiman Abrama, who joins us on the telephone line right now. Mr. Abrama, do you agree? Absolutely. Uh, I started making this call way back. September 2022, uh, and I had engaged the people and 
institutions that I thought were the right institutions to be engaged on this matter, including the National Media Commission. If you recall, there was a time the National Media Commission issued a statement indicating that it will crack the whip on radio stations that were found to be misconducting themselves in the Boku area. Unfortunately, uh, it's just been talk as usual, and nothing has happened, even us, through the actions and misconduct of radio stations in town, people have lost their lives, property continue to be destroyed, and we are just looking on as the state continues to fail to act, as citizens continue to die. I mean, what is the essence of a radio if it is not being used for good? and rather being used for for war. And in the context of Boku, that is really what is happening at the moment. I mean, clarify, is it a case of close them down or restrict them? Well, it's gotten to a point where closure is an option. And indeed, if you look at Article 164 of our Constitution, it talks about the fact that the freedoms that are guaranteed the media are subject to laws that are reasonably required in the interest of national security, public order, the protection of the rights of others. And if you look at Section 13 of the Electronic Communications Act, it talks about conditions under which author, uh, author, frequency authorization or, or frequencies that have been authorized can be revoked. And that includes when national security and the security of others are at stake. So far, we have not less than two dozens or three dozens of people who have been killed. And the concerns have been raised in terms of the conduct of radio stations in Boku. Look, the Boku crisis is a case of complete state failure. The state of Ghana has failed. The security apparatus has failed. The law enforcement agencies have failed. And people continue to die. To the extent that radio stations are fomenting trouble inciting violence and we are looking on because we don't have a media regulator what we have is a media regulator on paper but in action as a country we currently don't have a media regulator so a shutdown is an option at this stage i mean even if that will result in the in saving a single life it's better than say let's keep the radio station on air and have two or three or four more people continue to die Suleiman Abrama, thank you very much. And he heads the Media Foundation for West Africa. We can hear now from the Information Minister, Kojo Pankrumah. Does that operate particularly in areas where sometimes conflicts may rise up in Boko and other places? Uh, I'm sure you are familiar with the stories of how media houses or radio sometimes have contributed to the conflict instead of helping to bring about radio and peace. I mean, to bring about peace in uh, those times. And so on a day like this, as we celebrate World Radio Day with the theme Radio and Peace, we'd like to in particular remind our colleagues who operate in places where sometimes tensions may rise, where sometimes there may be conflict, that we have a particular responsibility to help in the exercise to bring peace and unity and not necessarily fuel it. And on this day, we celebrate all who are in this industry. 
Well, uh, now essential care services in Boku are now beginning to contemplate pulling out altogether. One of them is the Boku Hospital, which is operated by the Presbyterian Church of Ghana, and they are seriously contemplating this legal advisor to the Presbyterian Church and former Deputy Attorney General Joseph Benka says perhaps the situation needs a divine intervention. I believe that we've reached a stage where, apart from human effort, we need divine intervention in Boku. Mm. Yeah, apart from human effort, we need divine intervention in Boku. So, all the you, you mentioned specifically even about some of the faith-based organizations trying to pull out of Boku and etc. My church is one, Presbyterian Church of Ghana, to which I am legal advisor. We manage the Boku Hospital right. and all that. A very important and, installation. And, uh, yes, very, very important. As, as of now, it is operating at less than 10% capacity and all that. So it's a very sad situation. And probably, probably, the things that we hear may be underreported, the deaths, and etc. Yeah. It is level of destruction and the level of tension probably are underreported. I've heard people what I know. I've heard people tell me directly yes. that almost on a weekly basis yes. they can count a number of deaths. Yes. So I think that government has stated through the Minister for Defense their actions and intentions and etc. And we need to actually put all soldiers to the wheel. Uh, let me take it to the Upper East region now. Uh, my regional correspondent, Albert Sorry, joins us on the telephone line right now. Albert, we are learning that the military men stationed in Boku may have foiled another attack. Yes, Evan. So this latest incident uh, happened yesterday, sometime before midday, at the Sengnatin uh, suburb of Boku. What we know is that there were some shootings ostensibly between um, people who are involved in the conflict. But the military moved in. Uh, it caused a bit of disturbance, and people were running helter-skelter for their lives. But they moved in, and they were able to bring the situation under control. Um, we do not know if any life was lost, but so far, all our checks indicate that no life was lost in this recent incident. Abe, thank you very much. So listen to News Tonight on Joy 99.7 FM. Still ahead, dire warning of possible collapse of public big schools with 2 million people still without furniture and even more without text and exercise books. I am truly worried that the basic public education system is collapsing. We are not committed. Government has not demonstrated any level of commitment. But government insists the situation on the ground is not as gloomy. Uh, you look at all these within 2021 alone, it tells you that government has never neglected the basic education in terms of equipment for it to be able to function. All that plus your views and comments after George. Hello, George. It was interesting discussion on as we celebrate World Radio Day yep. and, and how radio has transformed the lives of other people. What has been your experience when it comes to radio? Well, radio, of course, has transformed my life. I mean, I wonder what I would have done without radio. Um, see, television came much later for me. Yeah. So radio is all I, mm. I knew for a long, long yeah. time. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, I mean, radio has touched a yeah. lot of lives. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been a major source of education, listening to the BBC, Chris Pickerton, you know, World Business Report report and the pronunciations and developments around the world and and still it has become a major educational tool for me and as we celebrate today as well don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Good radio day. I mean, salute to all our colleagues and all the other guys mm-hmm. out there who have totally set the pace uh, for us to the Fred Avonios, the Edward Nyakos, you know, for yeah. us to come and still... Uh, keep the flame alive in, in, in terms of you, you know may he rest in perfect yeah. peace as well you know and these were the guys who blazed the trail for us to come today and still keep it running events what do you have in the headlines for business well economists is describing the more than 80 percent domestic participation of uh, by bondholders in the debt exchange program a surprise whilst he's insisting that government could have gotten more if we had given more time for bondholders to actually scrutinize the document, then demand for dollars has started picking up. We'll get you more details on that one. The Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to New World of Business, Alliance Live and Ghana Pay. Kweku at his spunky new office to congratulate him on opening his business. And man, was I impressed. The business is just moving quick. The sales, customers, everything is just working seamlessly. The secrets, hmm. He said, it's MTN Business Broadband. In this fast-paced environment, we need fast and reliable internet to support all business types. No laggy online meetings, great download and upload speeds, impeccable business management systems, all-inclusive. I mean, you can have it all. I signed on immediately. (laughs) To enable your business stay ahead and stay connected, make sure you're signed on to the best internet made just for businesses. MTN Business Broadband. Sign up today on broadband.mtn.com.ga and manage your account on my MTN app. Call 0244-308-111 for more information. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osuakweje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUST Campus, UCC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 7642097642209 or 7627792 visit our website www.kingdomgh.com 
Life's battle during retirement are not won by the strongest. Sooner or later, those who win are those who prepare for it. Ensuring your future is your responsibility to your family and loved ones. Progress Trustees, a company that guarantees a cheerful life of retirement for both formal and informal sector workers. The Progress Occupational Pension Scheme, the Progress Provident Fund Scheme, and the Progress Personal Pension Scheme helps you achieve peace of mind during retirement. We also provide administration services for employer-sponsored schemes, including staff welfare schemes seeking to outsource their day-to-day administration of their second-tier occupational pension and third-tier provident fund scheme. Start your journey to your envisaged quality life during retirement by contacting us on 0504-368-048 on our website, www.progresstrusteesgh.com. Progress Trustees, a joyous retirement begins here. You welcome back to Business on News Night. Now, a financial economist, Professor Lord Mensah, has described the more than 80% participation by bondholders in the domestic debt exchange program as surprising. It follows reports that government might have secured about 86% in terms of persons and institutions that tender in their bonds. Professor Lord Mensah, however, maintains that government could have secured 100% if they had given bondholders more time to scrutinize the proposal on the table. Most of the debt exchange globally have been using not less than five months and all of them achieving their target of uh, 99 to 100%. And if we are using uh, two point, let's say two and a half months to achieve target of 80%, it means we've done well. Um, initially, my thought was uh, maybe we are in a rush because the investor consumption and then digestion of information is quite slow. You don't put things out there for the investor to respond immediately. Sometimes they may have to consult, sometimes they may have to look at the happenings and then the evolutions to see whether they are better off hooking onto the, 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 the debt exchange or not. But we are lucky um, the concentration of our investment community as far as our government bonds are concerned is in the institutional hands. And so the clustering has helped us in a way and it has also sped up you know, the uh, the target that uh, government is looking for. I'm expecting more from the government um, on the sacrifices the government needs to do to give certain levels of assurance to the public. And my worry has always been the post-debt estate and the possible fiscal space that we can create, how we take advantage of it and then utilize it very well to revert the economy back to, I mean, it's I a mean, form that will please, you know, the people. Professor Lord Mensah is a financial economist and senior lecturer at the University of Ghana Business School. Now, demand for dollars has started picking up strongly since last Thursday. It's coming after demand stayed flat for more than three weeks, helping the Ghana city to remain fairly stable against the U.S. dollar. Industry analysts have linked the progress made on the currency to the domestic debt exchange program as one of its main factors. Now, despite the challenge, the dollar is going for 12 Ghana cities, 30 pesos. Now, that's the average codes that some of the major commercial banks are offering to their clients. On the Forex Bureau, on the other hand, is selling a dollar at around 12 Ghana cities, 50 pesos. Bulk oil distribution companies have denied reports that they are working to halt the operations of implementation of the Gold for Oil program. It follows reports that some of the firms are going to review their license for this year because of concerns about the structure of the program and how that will affect their business. But speaking to Joy Business Chief Executive for All Day Chamber, Dr. Patrick Quigoforis noted that even though there are concerns, they are working with the regulators to address these issues. 
We've created an enabling environment and an engagement program currently going on that our members are making inputs into the structure to ensure that we can help use the existing structure to achieve the market, the key potential risks that we face, which is FS liquidity and its availability and the price and its impact on the price. Mm. And as we all can see, if this program is to achieve the needed uh, the, uh, the needed rollout and the buy-in, and all our members are able to roll on to the program, the main fundamental problem that we face that the BOG step in to do the forest auction will be addressed and then also, our major risk, which is the FS availability, can easily be dealt with. So, uh, still joining with the key stakeholder leading the transaction to ensure that all other reservations and inputs are taken into consideration to ensure a smooth running of the operation. But Dr. Patrick Ekofori is chief executive of the Chamber of Bulk Oil Distributors. And the Scott Service has maintained that it might be too early to conclude that global inflation reduction will impact heavily on the local market. One of the major drivers of the country's inflation is the high prices of foodstuffs and commodities that are imported into the country. This has led to some forecasts and some significant drop in inflation when the January numbers are reduced, that is, this week. But here is the government statistician, Professor Samuel Kobnenin. So let me correct something here. And I think it's partly because of how we've communicated this. When we disaggregate inflation into locally produced items and imported items, we are hesitant in giving it the tag imported inflation. Okay. It's simply inflation based on items that we import. But as you are trying to explain, if the global happening in terms of inflation is impacting us in different ways, and it can, it can impact us in different ways, through um, petroleum products, so there are diverse ways. Correct. Commodities are dropping. FAO, mm. all the numbers mm. went to a decline. Let's be quick to say that it has differential e- effects on different countries. Mm. Professor Samuel Kobnenin is a government statistician. The share price of MTN continues to pick up strongly on the Ghana Stock Exchange. It went up by two pesos today to close at nine pesos at the end of trading on the market. Now, some are linking it to the progress made with the tax authorities when it comes to the recent charge by the Ghana Revenue Authority on their operations in the country. Total Energies, on the other hand, was also a major gainer at the end of trading on the Ghana Stock Exchange. If you look at the numbers, it was up by two pesos and it's now worth four Ghana cities 15 pesos and that's all for business on Newsnight. back to you evans uh, george thank you very much i'm still waiting for that statement from the final <laughs> but whether tomorrow is supposed to be the settlement date and yeah. they are supposed to do that so those who participated yes. might get an idea how things have pan out okay george thank you very much you're still listening to News Night. It's on Joy 99.7 FM. More than 2.3 million uh, school children are without furniture, and many more are yet to receive textbooks and writing parts. Education is believed basic schools may collapse if government fail to deliver on its promise soon. Member of Parliament for Bulsa South constituency and member of uh, the Education Committee, Dr. Clementa Park, says government has not shown enough commitment to resolve some of the issues that currently bedevil of the schools across the country. He adds that it is deliberate given the amount budgeted to tackle the issues. But but clearly, 
the state, uh, we as a nation, and in particular this government, I don't believe has done enough to address the issue of furniture deficit in particular and the challenges uh, facing the public busy school system generally. But over the last few years, the budgetary allocation and approval for basic education has continued to decline, whereas that of secondary has been increasing. It is as though there is a deliberate neglect to allow a further deterioration of the public basic education system. I am truly worried that the basic public education system is collapsing, and the consequences of that are very dire for us as a nation. Executive Director of the Africa Education Watch, Kofi Asari, says at the current pace, government will need more than five years and 300 million CBs to solve student furniture problems. We are not committed. Government has not demonstrated any level of commitment mm. to convince me that it appreciates the implication of 2.3 million children mm. not having decks to learn on in basic schools. However, there were no decks. There were no assignments. The procurement approach, which we just saw, mm -hmm. where get fund will give contract to a contractor, go to the school, said, that one is too expensive because mm -hmm. we don't have money. Yeah. So I believe that a community-centered approach where the ministry can lead in mobilizing stakeholders, forestry commission, so that the money we're able to get a donation from corporate Ghana, CSOs, parents, I mean, every Ghanaian, okay, will not be used to procure at a contract rate in primary schools and junior high schools, about 800,000 um, of this two point uh, um, of this um, decks are needed, you know. Yeah. And then the remaining 500,000 is for the minister has announced that this year government is is, is actually deploying 40,000 decks. That is just five percent of what we need. And if we move at this pace, it will take us 20 years to ensure that every Ghanaian people has access to a decks. Yeah. So. We need 350 million to provide tax for all people. If I look at the budgets, both this year's budget and the medium term expenditure framework, I don't find any, 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 any financial commitment for basic education to that effect. Mm. Because basic education share of the discretionary budgets, if you take out salaries, the rest of the budget in the education sector that comes to basic education has declined from almost 20% in 2014 to 5.5%. Meanwhile, government insists the situation on the ground is not as gloomy. Yao Pokumensa is a deputy PRO of the Education Ministry. The situation on the ground is not exactly how uh, my big brother Kofi paints it, mm. uh, that of uh, what Dr. Clementa Park says it. Uh, you look at all these within 2021 alone, it tells you that government has never neglected the basic education in terms of equipment for it to be able to function if you look at the intervention that government is giving out mm -hmm. uh, it cannot be said that government has neglected or totally neglected the basis that that is that is where what we need to understand we need to deepen up and double the numbers so that we can get to the limit where we but not to say that we've totally neglected the basis well, let's stay on education uh, because some educationists are currently unhappy with suggestions from the former Director General and Rector of Gimpa, Professor Stephen Adai, who is rather suggesting that all basic school teachers should be sacked to overturn the poor performance of students at that level. He noted that the lack of active supervision in public basic schools have resulted in highly unqualified teachers not putting their weight 
uh, to ensure that students excel in their various subjects. According to him, no matter how much money government pumps in to improve the sector, if the structure of management and accountability in the schools simply do not improve, every money is going down the drain, he says. He spoke to my colleague Aisha Ibrahim on Personality Profile PM Express. Just give notice and sack all the teachers. Period. <laughs> Three months notice, long vacation, be, you are no longer employed. And then ask people to employ, uh, to apply for headship, yeah. head teachers and principals. Yeah. Select quality ones, mm -hmm. put them in the schools. And then say that now, and pay, pay them well, pay the principal and the head teacher about twice their salary. Yeah. Because they are so important. And say now you are free to employ whoever you want to employ. Okay. I'll give you the money, but you from today have the authority to discipline them and get the results. And if you don't get the results, you the head teacher. You'll be fine. You will be held responsible. Within one year, the quality of education will rise from here to there. But some educationists say the proposal will simply not work. Listen to the executive director of the Institute for Education Studies, Peter Anti, and professor of educational leadership at the Institute for Educational Planning and Administration at the University of Cape Coast, Professor George Kweku Toku Odro. Analyze this and describe it as ridiculously complicated and unworkable. So let us ensure that teachers are supported resources get to the schools at the right time, let's do our part as employers, then we'll be in a position of exacting supervision. But if I look at the trend of my senior professor's blame of teachers, it is obvious that his blame of teachers is based on biases. So let us empower the head teacher. Let us reduce interference from above. To be honest with you, unless the school and teacher support system improves even if government sacks all public school teachers don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by march 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly because no matter what moves you made last year TurboTax makes them count that means getting 100 back and 100 accurate taxes only from intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. And appoint angels and place them in such post-provision context, students will still underperform. This prescription is what is problematic. As an academic, I am thinking that um, he should have, he should, he should have uh, some sort of a scientific ad academic work that he's carried on uh, out in that area. I think that his, 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 his remedy is, is parochial, it is myopic, it is narrow, it is problematic. And in the education system that seeks to do that would collapse in, in no uncertain terms. Meanwhile, the Ghana National Association of Teachers, they have rejected the proposal. Listen to its president, Reverend Dr. Isaac Ousu. Don't attach emotions to your solutions. I see that Professor was too much of emotions. Provide all the needed resources in, 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 the, in the basic school. It should be a partner, collective agreement. All hands should be on deck. Look, these are the kids, even common textbooks, they don't have. Teachers are sacrificing their lives. Are something to go to this remote area. Some have to cross streams 
and rivers without even life jacket. And you sit down and say that this is, this case will be such because we are getting zero zero percent. Of course, we have a weakness. But if you make the materials available, I'm telling you, who will not love to deliver to us or a bed? So the, the, the solution is not about sacking teachers, but it's about how all of us, all hands will be on deck. We should not leave education in the hands of the government alone. Parents need to have to take charge of their children's education. Now PTA, when the health teachers call for PTA, when you, you are advising parents to also support his or her ward, they will tell you, hey, there is, there is order from above. We are not supposed to contribute anything. And that is the president of the biggest teacher union in this country, uh, NAT, Reverend Dr. Isaac Owusu. It's time for sports, and Ms. Bao is here with the latest. Hello. Yes, Evans, we have a new Black Stars coach, Chris Hutton, and uh, following his appointment, uh, well, uh, he'll be looking to make his first call-up ahead of Ghana's African qualifier with Angola next month, March. And according to former midfielder and an assistant coach of Ghana's under-17 men's team, like Hinson, he is calling that at least 70% of the existing Black Star squad needs to be maintained by Chris Hutton. If you look at the squad that we took to the World Cup, they are not bad at all. Because if you if you try to come in and then change totally everybody on, on, on the ground, I don't think you have a solid team. When you're building a team, you go in with the players that are there already and then try to bring in the one quality ones that will come and then the one the regular players in the team competition. That's how you 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 build a team. And then there is something called transition. You need to have a slow transition to build to build a team as well. So if you move let's say thirty percent thirty percent out and leave thirty percent, which means you are you are now coming uh, to to build the foundation from the scratch. And okay. it will take longer. But if you maintain the same players Let's say the key players that you, uh, the coach, coming in coach, you've seen the players and you know that, okay, this, that, that, that can help me achieve what I want. You maintain them and then try to bring in new ones that can strengthen the team. So if, if I'm in pursuiting a uh, situation, that's exactly what I'm going to do. That's uh, Lyakins in there. Even so new coach, high hopes for him, Chris Hutton? Well, I mean, he comes with, with some with some good CV. Yeah. Um, when they appointed Otuado, mm-hmm. everybody said, but why give it to Otuado when you have Chris Hutton? Exactly. His experience yeah. is, is stellar. Absolutely. Better. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a decision we had to, that take in. It's long overdue. Yeah. It's yeah. Long it's long overdue. We just hope he does well. You know, Ghana can be quite impatient with coaches. So, we wait to see how Chris Eaton first. That's all for sports. Thank you, Ms. Bao. And uh, still listening to News Night is on Joy 99.7 FM. Now, Elias Ojo Ajete Anum, a victim of police brutality who was shot in the head in 2018 but yet miraculously survived, has died and finally been laid to rest. Uh, Ojo's death wish was for the police to investigate and punish the perpetrator who shot him at a Bokubi Okwerman when he tried settling a dispute in a follow-up Jordi's documentary, uh, we titled The Safe Wearing Human, feature editor Jojo Kobana caught up with the widow, Deborah Jilly, who says the justice system has failed her, so she's looking up to God. The story of Elias Ojo Ajete Anum is bizarre. In May 2018, the police had a disagreement with Ojo's brother, so he tried settling the issue. Suddenly, one of the policemen's guns went off, sending a bullet from one side of his face to the other. Ojo survived but became paralyzed. He lost his speech and the nerves in his legs were also affected. 
They said I was too loud. After shooting me, they added that it served me right. They should report to them. I want them to be reported. The police must arrest the policeman who shot me. I am very hurt. Ojo almost lost all his memory. He could not remember his wife and children, but he said he could identify the policeman who shot him. I can recognize each and every one of them. He promised never to let go of the case, so he held on but gave up in January 2023. His children mourn him for the last time. Ojo's wife, Deborah, says her tears are finished. She had been crying since 2018. I don't know what to do to myself. No matter how you cry, or the person has gone already, and so nothing else to do about it. Six months before Ojo died, he could not remember his wife. Sometimes he can't recognize me. Uh, he will be asking me, who am I? Then the next time, uh, when I ask him who am I, he will tell me that um, I'm his wife. But sometimes uh, when you ask him, uh, he said he don't know me. But sometimes uh, when I ask him, uh, he said I'm his wife. Uh -huh. That's what we have been. Uh, so I've been introducing myself and asking him that maybe he doesn't know that he have kids. This lady who say, say is my kid. And this one too, they are my kids. And so sometimes uh, when you ask him something, uh, he reply to you. But sometimes uh, he will never mind you. Uh, Members of the Presbyterian Church Akpoman gathered to mourn the man who was part of them. The police had indeed dealt them a big blow. His two children, who grew up not knowing their father. When John News contacted the police before the airing of the documentary in 2018, they declined interviews. In 2019, some police officials visited Ojo, promising to investigate the issue, but they never did. Please be a member, be a two. The police visited us. They promised to get to the bottom of the issues. Since they visited us, nothing has been done. Ojo lies in a casket and begins his journey to the unknown world. He is placed six feet down the earth. Well, it is indeed a very tragic event here. Elias is finally being buried. But when he was alive, he had one wish. The wish was for police authorities to investigate and find the person who shot him.
investigate and also punish the person. He's now gone, and his family are yearning for that justice, where the person who shot him is identified and given the required punishment. I got it, Jojo Kovner filed that report, a pretty hard-breaking one indeed. And then just before uh, I go, a few of your messages on on our WhatsApp platform. We've, we've had all the issues, we've had all the issues and have come to understand uh, the importance of the financial sector to the entire economy from banking crisis, now debt restructuring. I surely can't trust this government or the bankers. Uh, this text says, and now the Spainter's rule says, the bonds tended by the banks are still our monies and not theirs. So why didn't the banks discuss with us? And the final one from Promise in Keta, schools are under the trees. New curriculum with our textbooks for so many years. Parents are buying markers, chalks, buying A4 sheets for schools for exam printing. But leaders are interested um, when it comes to the key issues and they're being asked to be sacked. They do not want to go. Thanks for your comments on the stories we've done so far. Up next is Nanan Sakwa with Motorway or Obstacle Course. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 